Hello, good morning, good day. God bless you. You are all welcome to today's edition of Marriage Diet with Festus Flourish Osemwahu. Today is the 29th day of the month of August 2020. God bless you. You are all welcome. Hey, guess what? It's a weekend, it's a Saturday. And those of you who are used to what we do here regularly, every Saturday we talk about sex in marriage. It's all about talking about marital sexuality, how to promote it and how to enhance it. All right. Uh, of course, this is what has been missing in most of our you know, discussions uh, along marital issues. So, but in MCI, Marriage Care International, we're bringing this aboard every Saturday for Sunday. We talk about sex for those of you who are just having access to this audio for the first time. Hey, I'm sure you will really, really be blessed. All right. God bless you. Today, I'm going to be starting a new series. We're trusting that the Holy Spirit will help us to take it on for a couple of weeks, weekend, and uh, we'll see how far we can go with it. And I know you're going to love this. All right. You're going to love this. Please, even before I start, make plans to share this with your friends and relatives. There are people out there that are having marital issues, especially when it comes to sexual challenges. You've got to help them. Don't be a lone eater. Help them. Get these messages across to them. It could just save someone's marriage. All right. Today, we're going to be looking at a very, very important topic bringing flirting back to your marriage with the rider um the abandoned key okay let's put it away the abandoned key all right let me take it again bringing flirting back into your marriage with the rider the abandoned key okay all right now if you agree with me flirting was all about passion when you first started your marital journey yeah, I can easily call you flirting now. Or we can all call it flirting together. But when it all started, it was passion. You, you could as well call it then passion. You have passion for yourselves. You have passion for your babe at that time, your guy whom you just got married to. You know, it was practically shocking you. Let me use the word. Oh, the marriage. Oh, even sex. Everything was just gym, gym, gym. You know, that kind of stuff. You, you know, your body is hot and all of those stuff. Hey, what happened? Everything fizzled out. Where did it all go? It went up in smoke. What happened? The key became abandoned and nobody cared about the key anymore. Nobody wanted to use the key anymore. Just kept it somewhere, just abandoned it, and that was it. You know what? That was also how your marriage died. Yeah, that sounds so hard. But truly, a lot of you that have challenges today in your marriages, that your marriage is now practically on paper. Or this was not how it was at the beginning. Your marriage is literally dead. And we're saying if you can get back your marriage, you're going to get it back through or via the gate of the abandoned key or via the use of the abandoned key. We have abandoned this key for too long a time. We have not cared enough to use this key. And that is why a whole lot is missing. There are missing lines 
in our marital relationship that needs to be filled. But just because we didn't know what to do, we just kept on complaining, blaming the devil, fighting the devil, fall and die. And hey, all you just needed to do was just to bring the passion back into your marriage. Yes, you can. And that's just what you need. Now, if what I'm saying is true, I mean, or rather if what I'm saying is not true, then yeah, you can look back now and say, this was not how it was before. This was not how we started. I mean, what went wrong? That means what the man of God is saying is true. We lost our passion. I mean, those days, in the week, we have not made love four or five times. Oh, no, no, no. That's unusual. But now what happened? Sometimes you can't even remember the last time you had, you made love with your spouse. You can't even remember. At best, you just say, okay, maybe last month. Or you sometimes say, maybe twice last month. Oh, has it come to that? What happened to your husband who was just literally all over around you at that time? Who couldn't sleep without having sex with you? Who couldn't do without just touching you? Who couldn't do without saying, oh, those beautiful things, you are sweet, you are my sugar. What happened? You knew your husband just couldn't take your eyes away from you. In fact, you knew it was his weakness at that time. What happened? Why the sudden blackout okay is it that the man is no longer sexually active is it that he has outgrown it no something is wrong somewhere he's still active maybe his active sexual uh, pleasure is no longer towards you the passion is no more there friends couples out there listen to me when you lose passion over your sexuality you begin to lose your marriage because eventually you will lose your sex. And when you lose sex in marriage, you will lose the marriage. God in his infinite wisdom has made it that way. That that sex is what glues couples together. Couples that don't indulge in sex regularly soon discover that they have become strangers. Or some that do and they do it out of um, duty. Okay, it's my duty to make love to my wife, to my husband. You just do it. Not for the fun of it, not for the passion of it. You will soon realize that God had intended it for to bind the couples together because it's no more there. It's just going to be a question of time. The storm will blow and both of you can resist it and the marriage will be gone. Now, people that lose marriage, they don't lose marriage because they were not having sex anymore. They lost the marriage because the impact and the role sex was supposed to play to withstand the storm in marriage it couldn't play it because it was never there and so the storm came other factors played their role and the marriage was gone not really because of sex but but for the lack of what sex was to do i don't know if somebody's getting what i'm saying so there is this tendency and there is this um um, um belief that after a while in marriage you know, couples just tend to believe that, okay, they are not adults, they are no longer children, they are no longer getting younger, so why would they need to be jumping around themselves as the way it used to be? Sometimes you will even hear, some will say, ah, we are no longer children anymore now, we'll be married for 25 years now. I mean, we are grown up in marriage. Hey, that's where you are losing it. That's where you have lost it. At what point did it become that? When you felt that flirting was no longer necessary. So I can easily equate flirting with passion. Because it takes passion to flirt. 
I tell that again, it takes the act of passion to flirt. When you're passionate about your spouse, you translate it into flirting. Because you'll be so enthusiastic about having sex with your partner, your spouse. You'll be so um, elevated, let me put it that way, in your spirit, man, about looking forward to the weekend when it is only weekend you have the time to do so. There's just this something bubbling inside of you. Whenever you see your spouse, there's something that just awakes inside of you. That has a lot to do with passion. There are some couples, there are some men that are having you with erectile dysfunction where they can no longer gain erection not because they actually have it as a medical problem but because they have lost the passion so they would stand before the wife the wife would be naked with her two flowered apples bulging out it won't make any difference to them they are no longer excited about it they're no longer enthusiastic about it so the 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 genital is going to be flaccid it's not going to stand erect and so they begin to jump from one place to the other oh medical issue and then some of these men will even be very sincere with you to say it's no longer in my mind i've lost it because they lost passion it's two things when you do not sustain the passion there is a chance that the passion will be given to another lady outside even for you as a wife there's also the chance that you're going to give the give your body or that passion to another guy or another man outside so if you don't give your passion to yourself you will give it to someone else outside so you've got to understand that there's a need to restore the passion of flirting in marriage it is good to flirt it is good to flirt you flirt with your spouse not outside again there is a line here there's a borderline a borderline that tries to take up a stand against flirting or that that pitches flirting on one side and the doctrine of morality on the other side when i say doctrine of morality i'm looking at the christian and the denominational doctrine of morality the way as on denomination will say um you 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 can't you can't flirt with your spouse it's carnal you can't be lustful with to your spouse it's carnal hey to lust after your spouse is carnal okay now let's continue some will say um you can seduce your spouse it is carnality some will say you can't i mean let's use the word you can't flirt with your spouse it is carnality you've got to be very spiritual you've got to pray in fact sex is for procreation alone this is where our problems are coming from with due respect to so many of our churches out there who don't think that there is a need to sustain and and talk more about sexuality in marriage much more on how to enhance it how to spice things up how to teach couples and how to to seduce themselves there are some doctrines or the imported doctrine that tries to make some christian folks even much more holier than god and they try to carry this gospel of spirituality on their head against the order of god now the question i want to pose to every one of us here is is sex in marriage sinful if it is sinful god would not have ordained it in marriage i mean the bible would not have talked about it that couples should not uh, uh, defraud themselves of each other of their bodies except for the sake of fasting the Bible is so emphatic about it. 
Okay, uh, if God hated it, it's not godly. God would not have talked about it. Now the question is, what is the borderline? Anything that enhances sexuality in marriage should it be encouraged? Whatever enables or allows couples to be fired up towards themselves sexually should it be encouraged? If you are against encouraging it, then you can as well say, after a while in marriage lose out on your sexuality don't bother about it again of course the marriage can just be without sex is that the tenets of christianity is that what the bible preaches about is that what the word of god has instructed us i mean if abraham and sarah were no longer having sexual intercourse at old age they would not have given birth to isaac please write down down take down down somewhere for those of us who i mean not us because they know themselves those of you in the christian circle who are so fanatical about this that will say ah no no no, don't engage in sex ask abraham and sarah were this the active they were they were sexually active if not the miracle of isaac would not have taken place so where are we getting this thing from why are we saying that there should be embargo against i mean whatever enhances sexuality yes i want to agree that there are the extreme boundaries that must be maintained there are what we call the perverse sexuality that must be kicked against and condemned there's what we call the sexuality that is against the order of creation you understand what i'm talking about that must be condemned now if we're not talking about what is against the order of creation what is wrong what is perversion we're just talking about what we enable both couples to to um gel together let me put it that way to be much more happier to enjoy their sexuality i'm asking what is wrong with it what is wrong with it funny enough the things that we say we shouldn't learn we shouldn't talk about social media is bringing it to us today most of the news platform or online news apps that a lot of us have installed on our phone apart from getting our daily news national news international news you see you will notice that there have been a lot of injections of things about nudity about um, sexuality about oh a pastor was caught having sex raw sex with a a young girl or you flash across these things and these things send signals to the heart of men men are moved by what they see they see these pictures and it will move them so what we say we should not teach in the house of god our people our men are being taught out there they are being taught via the instrument of worldliness and of course they will embrace worldliness and when they do it will be difficult for you to change it even our women too now are also embracing all of this in the worldly dimension why because the church has been so you know uh, um, uh, how will i put it now uh, lip sealed on this matter not wanting to be liberal enough to allow people to talk about it in a godly way in a christian way yes there is the perverse line it should be cut off but there is the godly way it should be talked about otherwise why would the entire book of solomon be be, be dedicated to sexuality if god does not like sex some of us try, just try to behave as if we are even holier than god statistics have revealed that whatever is responsible for infidelity today in marriage has a lot to do with couples not being fulfilled in their marriages i mean over their sexuality because in the church nobody can talk about it if you talk about it you're a kind of pastor if you talk about it you are committing sin 
You get to the church to lift up holy hands, you praise, you fight the devil, you return back home, it's like a cold place. There is no life in it anymore. You, you, the wife is just not concerned about her sexuality. The man, nothing. And every time they try to come together, it is the missionary style. Oh, mommy junior, lie down there. Even the choice of the word that the man calls the wife is not romantic. Mommy junior, uh, mommy Paul, lie down there. And the woman, like a sheep before the slaughter, she will just lie down there like a log of wood. And the man comes on top, he does whatever he needs to do, he ejaculates, he climaxes, and he's okay, he gets up. The woman, you know, we keep going round and round and round in the circle. Women are not even allowed to express themselves over their sexuality. If they do, their husband will begin to say, are you sure what's going on? You weren't like this before. Because you have locked them up. It didn't even make them to understand that this whole called feminine sexuality. Women too have orgasm. How many women out there do normally climax during intercourse with their spouse? Just a few handful of them. Because we have men, bunch of men who are so selfish about it. As soon as they come, that's the end of the show. And the woman is burning out there over her flesh. And she could be exposed to temptation and she will fall. You will blame her for it. The man who was not fulfilled, who just got into the missionary act as if it was a Mongo pack and the woman was a Mary Celeste, and they got out of it. There was no fun. It is the same kind of meal over and over again. No enhancement. Yes, some people will say, ah, in marriage, I can't just be eating a goosey alone. You have to spice it up. No, no, no. That spicing up is dangerous. It's criminality in marriage. You don't need to eat from other women to have what we call spiced up marriage. The same woman can give you a goosey soup, can give you a bono soup, can give you a dikainko, can give you a half soup, can give you a ofonobo soup, can give you understand what I'm talking about, a wedugbegri. She can put all together. It's all about the mentality. It's all about what both of you are willing to embrace. Find out couples that live very healthy and very long with themselves, they were very, very spicy over their sexuality. And because we have closed up our mouth over this for a very long time, you know, it has become an issue. And anybody that tries to break out of this logjam to talk about the truth is seen as, as the son or daughters of Belial. These ones, they do not understand scriptures. Oh, sex is holiness. Sex is spiritual. When it's done in marriage, it is the most sacred of all because the energy that is generated via sex is a creative energy. So let's talk about flirting. How can flirting enhance our sexuality? Will it play any role? Will it help? Will it make the individual to begin to long for themselves over and over again? Yes, it will. That is the abandoned key. Now listen, I didn't say missing key. I said abandoned key in marriage. It's not as if we don't know it's there, but we have abandoned it. We abandoned it a long time ago where we're no longer used to ourselves. When children came in, oh, just threw it away, threw sex away, the enhanced sex away. Now, even when, you know, uh, child raising had been over, we were still in the same old order. The same old order is absolutely wrong. And that's why marriages are breaking up today. Why? Because we no longer see the need to be passionate about ourselves. You know what? This is just an introductory talk and I've deliberately, you know, done this this way so that I can just um, create an atmosphere over what we're going to be talking about. So tomorrow, we're going to be looking at 
how to practically flirt with your spouse in marriage. We can do it outside. It's sinful because if you do it outside, you are asking for temptation or you're asking for trouble. But in marriage, you can do it because it's your husband. It's your wife. It's legal. In that legality, you can do what we enhance your sexuality. So we're going to be looking at practical ways that couples can enhance their sexuality via the act of of flirting in fact i will practically put it in the in the way that will drive home a point the science of flirting there is a science of flirting there is the, the technicality of doing it there are ways of doing it when you do it that way you will discover that both of you will be so much in fun i mean you have fun from it be so happy you'll be so interested in each other and of course you want this to go on as long as it can and that will be very very powerful bringing both of you together and uh, keeping yourself away from the storms that often come against marriage so watch it out tomorrow i'm going to be picking it one by one what you can do to enhance flirting in marriage god bless you wow i hope this broadcast has blessed you if it has blessed you you can share with your friends and in case you are receiving this for the first time you can connect with us via our whatsapp number plus two three four eight zero zero seven one two six one four eight don't forget yesterday we just launched our independent podcast channel um all our audios are channeled through the podcast so if you're having access to this audio i'm sure you must have gotten in from our podcast channel please keep coming in keep listening to it now you can actually have our older um, versions that's one of the beauty of it all know that okay your, your phone storage is so full and you delete them so you can always keep going back to our podcast channel and uh, you can just keep having access to our audios over and over again if you have an uh, anchor app you can download it if you don't have but if you do fine just get into um anchorfm.fm slash festos dot flourish dot and you will be in and of course those of you who have it sent to us as link just click on the link you will be in and it is very very wonderful so please keep sending this send this to your friends send this to people that you believe need this and of course let's follow this series every weekend and i'm sure we'll be blessed by it god bless you until i come your way tomorrow to continue from here don't forget if marriage is an institution then couples and singles must be students god bless you shalom have a great day hello good morning good day god bless you you are all welcome to today's edition of marriage diet with festus flourish osemwahu today is the 29th day of the month of august 2020 god bless you you are all welcome hey guess what it's a weekend it's a saturday and those of you who are used to what we do here regularly every saturday we talk about sex in marriage it's all about talking about marital sexuality how to promote it and how to enhance it all right uh, of course this is what has been missing in most of our you know discussions along marital issues so but in mci marriage care international we're bringing this aboard every saturday for sunday we talk about sex for those of you who are just having access to 
this audio for the first time hey i'm sure you will really really be blessed all right god bless you today i'm going to be starting a new series we're trusting that the holy spirit will help us to take it on for a couple of weeks weekend and uh, we'll see how far we can go with it and i know you're going to love this all right you're going to love this please even before i start make plans to share this with your friends and relatives there are people out there that are having marital issues especially when it comes to sexual challenges you've got to help them don't be a lone eater help them get these messages across to them it could just save someone's marriage all right today we're going to be looking at a very very important topic bringing flirting back to your marriage with a rider um, the abandoned key okay let's put it away the abandoned key all right let me take it again bringing flirting back into your marriage with the rider the abandoned key okay all right now if you will agree with me flirting was all about passion when you first started your marital journey yeah i can easily call you flirting now or we can all call it flirting together but when it all started it was passion you, you could as well call it then passion you have passion for yourselves you have passion for your babe at that time your guy whom you just got married to you know it was practically shocking you let me use the word oh the marriage oh even sex everything was just gym 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 you know that kind of stuff you, you know your body is hot and all of those stuff hey what happened everything fizzled out where did it all go it went up in smoke what happened the key became abandoned and nobody cared about the key anymore nobody wanted to use the key anymore just kept it somewhere just abandoned it and that was it you know what that was also how your marriage died yeah that sounds so hard but truly a lot of you that have challenges today in your marriages that your marriage is now practically on paper or this was not how it was at the beginning the marriage is literally dead and we're saying if you can get back your marriage you're going to get it back through or via the gate of the abandoned key or via the use of the abandoned key we have abandoned this key for too long a time we have not cared enough to use this key and that is why a whole lot is missing there are missing lines in our marital relationship that needs to be filled but just because we didn't know what to do we just kept on complaining blaming the devil fighting the devil fall and die and hey all you just needed to do was just to bring the passion back into your marriage yes you can and that's just what you need now if what i'm saying is true i mean or rather if what i'm saying is not true then yeah you can look back now and say this was not how it was before this was not how we started i mean what went wrong that means what the man of god is saying is true we lost our passion i mean those days in the week we have not made love four five times oh no 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 that's unusual but now what happened sometimes you can never remember the last time you had you made love with your spouse you can't even remember at best you just say okay maybe last month or you sometimes say maybe twice last month oh has it come to that 
What happened to your husband who was just literally all over around you at that time? Who couldn't sleep without having sex with you? Who couldn't do without just touching you? Who couldn't do without saying, oh, those beautiful things, you are sweet, you are my sugar. What happened? You knew your husband just couldn't take your eyes away from you. In fact, you knew it was his weakness at that time. What happened? Why the sudden blackout? Okay, is it that the man is no longer sexually active? Is it that he has outgrown it? No, something is wrong somewhere. He's still active. Maybe his active sexual uh, pleasure is no longer towards you. The passion is no more there. Friends, couples out there, listen to me. When you lose passion over your sexuality, you begin to lose your marriage. Because eventually you will lose your sex. And when you lose sex in marriage, you will lose the marriage. God in his infinite wisdom has made it that way. That that sex is what glues couples together. Couples that don't indulge in sex regularly soon discover that they have become strangers. Or some that do and they do it out of um, duty. Okay, it's my duty to make love to my wife, to my husband. You just do it. Not for the fun of it, not for the passion of it. You will soon realize that God had intended it for to bind the couples together. Because it's no more there. It's just going to be a question of time. The storm will blow and both of you can resist it and the marriage will be gone. Now, people that lose marriage, they don't lose marriage because they were not having sex anymore. They lost the marriage because the impact and the role sex was supposed to play to withstand the storm in marriage it couldn't play it because it was never there and so the storm came other factors played their role and the marriage was gone not really because of sex but but for the lack of what sex was to do i don't know if somebody's getting what i'm saying so there is this tendency and there is this um um, um belief that after a while in marriage you know, couples just tend to believe that, okay, they are not adults, they are no longer children, they are no longer getting younger, so why would they need to be jumping around themselves as the way it used to be? Sometimes you will even hear, some will say, ah, we are no longer children anymore now, we'll be married for 25 years now. I mean, we are grown up in marriage. Hey, that's where you're losing it. That's where you have lost it. At what point did it become that? when you felt that flirting was no longer necessary. So I can easily equate flirting with passion because it takes passion to flirt. I tell that again, it takes the act of passion to flirt. When you're passionate about your spouse, you translate it into flirting because you'll be so enthusiastic about having sex with your partner, your spouse, you'll be so um, elevated, let me put it that way, in your spirit, man, about looking forward to the weekend when it is only weekend you have the time to do so. There's just this something bubbling inside of you. Whenever you see your spouse, there's something that just awakes inside of you. That has a lot to do with passion. There are some couples, there are some men that are having you with a erectile dysfunction where they can no longer gain erection not because they actually have it as a medical problem but because they have lost the passion so they would stand before the wife the wife would be naked with her two flan apples bulging out it won't make any difference to them 
they are no longer excited about it. They're no longer enthusiastic about it. So the 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 genital is going to be flaccid. It's not going to stand erect, and so they begin to jump from one place to the other. Oh, medical issue. And then some of these men will even be very sincere with you to say, it's no longer in my mind. I've lost it because they lost passion. It's two things. When you do not sustain the passion, there is a chance that the passion will be given to another lady outside. Even for you as a wife, there's also the chance that you're going to give the give your body or that passion to another guy or another man outside. So if you don't give your passion to yourself, you will give it to someone else outside. So you've got to understand that there's a need to restore the passion of flirting in marriage. It is good to flirt. It is good to flirt. You flirt with your spouse, not outside. Again, there is a line here. There's a borderline. A borderline that tries to take up a stand against flirting or that, that pitches flirting on one side and the doctrine of morality on the other side. When I say doctrine of morality, I'm looking at the Christian and the denominational doctrine of morality. We have some denomination will say, um, you, 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 can't, you can't flirt with your spouse. It's carnal. You can't be lustful with to your spouse. It's carnal. Hey, to lust after your spouse is carnal? Okay, now, let's continue. Some will say, um, you can't seduce your spouse. It is carnality. Some will say, you can't, I mean, let's use the word, you can't flirt with your spouse. It is carnality. You've got to be very spiritual. You've got to pray. In fact, sex is for procreation alone. This is where our problems are coming from. With due respect to so many of our churches out there who don't think that there is a need to sustain and and talk more about sexuality in marriage, much more on how to enhance it, how to spice things up, how to teach couples and how to, to seduce themselves. There are some doctrines or the imported doctrine that tries to make some Christian folks even much more holier than God. And they try to carry this gospel of spirituality in their head against the order of God. Now, the question I want to pose to every one of us here is, is sex in marriage sinful? If it is sinful, God will not have ordained it in marriage. I mean, the Bible will not have talked about it, that couples should not uh, uh, defraud themselves of each other, of their bodies, except for the sake of fasting. The Bible is so emphatic about it. Okay? Uh, if, if God hated it, it's not godly. God would not have talked about it. Now, the question is, what is the borderline? Anything that enhances sexuality in marriage, should it be encouraged? Whatever enables or allows couples to be fired up towards themselves sexually, should it be encouraged? If you are against encouraging it, then you can as well say, after a while in marriage, lose out on your sexuality don't bother about it again of course the marriage can just be without sex is that the tenets of christianity is that what the bible preaches about is that what the word of god has instructed us 
I mean, if Abraham and Sarah were no longer having sexual intercourse at old age, they would not have given birth to Isaac. Please write down, down, take down, down somewhere for those of us who, I mean, not us, because they know themselves, those of you in the Christian circle who are so fanatical about this that will say, ah, no, 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 don't engage in sex. Ask Abraham and Sarah, were they still active? They were. They were sexually active. If not, the miracle of Isaac would not have taken place. So where are we getting this thing from? Why are we saying that there should be embargo against, I mean, whatever enhances sexuality? Yes, I want to agree that there are the extreme boundaries that must be maintained. There are what we call the perverse sexuality that must be kicked against and condemned. There's what we call the sexuality that is against the order of creation. You understand what I'm talking about? That must be condemned. Now, if we're not talking about what is against the order of creation, what is wrong, what is perversion, we're just talking about what we enable both couples to to um, gel together. Let me put it that way. To be much more happier, to enjoy their sexuality. I'm asking, what is wrong with it? What is wrong with it? Funny enough, the things that we say we shouldn't learn, we shouldn't talk about, Social media is bringing it to us today. Most of the news platform or online news apps that a lot of us have installed in our phone, apart from getting our daily news, national news, international news, you see, you will notice that there have been a lot of injections of things about nudity, about um, sexuality, about oh, a pastor was caught having sex, raw sex with a, a young girl. Or I mean, You flash across these things and these things send signals to the heart of men. Men are moved by what they see. They see these pictures and it will move them. So what we say we should not teach in the house of God, our people, our men are being taught out there. They are being taught via the instrument of worldliness. And of course, they will embrace worldliness. And when they do, it will be difficult for you to change it. Even our women too now are also embracing all of this in the worldly dimension. Why? Because the church has been so, you know, uh, um, uh, how will I put it now? Uh, lip sealed on this matter, not wanting to be liberal enough to allow people to talk about it in a godly way, in a Christian way. Yes, there is the perverse line, it should be cut off, but there is the godly way it should be talked about. Otherwise, why would the entire book of Solomon be, be, be dedicated to sexuality if God does not like sex? Some of us try, just try to behave as if we are even holier than God. Statistics have revealed that Whatever is responsible for infidelity today in marriage has a lot to do with couples not being fulfilled in their marriages. I mean, over their sexuality. Because in the church, nobody can talk about it. If you talk about it, you're a kind of pastor. If you talk about it, you are committing sin. You get to the church to lift up holy hands, you praise, you fight the devil, you return back home, it's like a cold place. There is no life in it anymore. You, you, the wife is just not concerned about her sexuality. The man, nothing. And every time they try to come together, it is the missionary style. Oh, mommy junior, lie down there. Even the choice of the word that the man calls the wife is not romantic. Mommy junior, uh, mommy Paul, lie down there. 
and the woman like a sheep before the slaughter she will just lie down there like a log of wood and the man comes on top he does whatever he needs to do he ejaculates he climaxes and he's okay he gets up the woman you know we keep going round and round and round in the circle women are not even allowed to express themselves over their sexuality if they do their husband will begin to say are you sure what's going on you weren't like this before because you have locked them up you didn't even make them to understand that this what we call feminized sexuality. Women to have orgasm. How many women out there do normally climax during intercourse with their spouse? Just a few handful of them. Because we have a bunch of men who are so selfish about it. As soon as they come, that's the end of the show. And the woman is burning out there over her flesh. And she could be exposed to temptation and she will fall. You will blame her for it. The man who was not fulfilled, who just got into the missionary act as if it was a Mongo pack, and the woman was a Mary Celeste, and they got out of it. There was no fun. It is the same kind of meal over and over again. No enhancement. Yes, some people will say, ah, in marriage, how can you just be eating a goosey alone? You have to spice it up. No, no, no. That spicing up is dangerous. It's criminality in marriage. You don't need to eat from other women to have what we call spiced up marriage. The same woman can give you a goosey soup, can give you a bono soup, can give you a dika enko, can give you a hot soup, can give you a ofonobo soup, can give you understand what I'm talking about. A wedu begri. She can put all together. It's all about the mentality. It's all about what both of you are willing to embrace. Find out couples that live very healthy and very long with themselves. They were very very spicy over their sexuality. But because we have closed up our mouth over this for a very long time, you know, it has become an issue. And anybody that tries to break out of this logjam to talk about the truth is seen as, as the son or daughters of Belial. These ones, they do not understand scriptures. Oh, sex is holiness. Sex is spiritual. When it's done in marriage, it is the most sacred of all because the energy that is generated via sex is a creative energy. So let's talk about flirting. How can flirting enhance our sexuality? Will it play any role? Will it help? Will it make the individual to begin to long for themselves over and over again? Yes, it will. That is the abandoned key. Now listen, I didn't say missing key. I said abandoned key in marriage. It's not as if we don't know it's there, but we have abandoned it. We abandoned it a long time ago where we're no longer used to ourselves. When children came in, oh, just threw it away, threw sex away, the enhanced sex away. Now, even when, you know, uh, child raising had been over, we we're still in the same old order. The same old order is absolutely wrong. And that's why marriages are breaking up today. Why? Because we no longer see the need to be passionate about ourselves. You know what? This is just an introductory talk, and I've deliberately, you know, done this this way so that I can just um, create an atmosphere over what we're going to be talking about. So tomorrow, we're going to be looking at how to practically flirt with your spouse in marriage. We can do it outside. It's sinful because if you do it outside, you are asking for temptation or you're asking for trouble. But in marriage, you can do it because it's your husband, it's your wife, it's legal. In that legality, you can do what we enhance your sexuality. So we're going to be looking at practical ways that couples can enhance their sexuality via the act 
of flirting. In fact, I will practically put it in the in a way that will drive home a point: the science of flirting. There is a science of flirting. There is the the technicality of doing it. There are ways of doing it. When you do it that way, you will discover that both of you will be so much in fun. I mean, you have fun from it be so happy you'll be so interested in each other and of course you want this to go on as long as it can and that will be very very powerful bringing both of you together and uh, keeping yourself away from the storms that often come against marriage so watch it out tomorrow i'm going to be picking it one by one what you can do to enhance flirting in marriage god bless you wow i hope this broadcast has blessed you if it has blessed you you can share with your friends and in case you are receiving this for the first time you can connect with us via our whatsapp number plus two three four eight zero zero seven one two six one four eight don't forget yesterday we just launched our independent podcast channel um all our audios are channeled through the podcast so if you're having access to this audio i'm sure you must have gotten in from our podcast channel please keep coming in keep listening to it now you can actually have our older um, versions that's one of the beauty of it all not that okay your, your phone storage is so full and you delete them so you can always keep going back to our podcast channel and uh, you can just keep having access to our audios over and over again if you have an uh, anchor app you can download it if you don't have but if you do fine just get into um anchorfm.fm slash festos dot flourish dot osemwahu and you will be in and of course those of you who have it sent to us as link just click on the link you will be in and it is very very wonderful so please keep sending this send this to your friends send this to people that you believe need this and of course let's follow this series every weekend and i'm sure we'll be blessed by it god bless you until i come your way tomorrow to continue from here don't forget if marriage is an institution then couples and singles must be students god bless you shalom have a great day